Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to talk to my great friend, Murray Pomerantz, independent scholar and adjunct professor in the Department of Media and Communications at RMIT University, Melbourne. His most recent book, just out in paperback, is Color It True, Impressions of Cinema. So I'm going to add this as an editorial comment, Murray. You're one of the most respected authors of books about film and the actors and directors in the industry and, uh, and film critics. You're just the most knowledgeable person when it comes to film in the world, period. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you are. I don't think so. But, hey, Top Gun... The, the 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 franchise 1.85 billion <laughs> it's okay. insane okay. but listen to me that's nothing that's nothing the mission impossible movies there are five of them as of this minute roy 2.25 billion at this minute and climbing because the new one has just been open for one weekend <laughs> so, so you know, whatever we think about Tom Cruise, and, you know, there are a lot of people who think a lot of different things and many of those different things all at the same time. This guy's good money. Like, if you put him in a movie, you're going to make money. And those who only want to do that, he's not what I'd call an artistic film star. But if you're just trying to make money, he's a good investment. And, and wasn't he responsible for delaying Maverick? And, yeah, and it he turned, he held, he held, he held he it was, back? He was bouncing back and forth with the COVID and with so many other things. And even now, you know, I don't know if you heard the most recent news. I haven't heard today's news, but with the actor strike, he's a little bit worried about one of the opening venues for the new Mission Impossible and whether it would be opening there. So, you know, I mean, his his ability to bring in money is very much tied to what goes on in the industry. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, interesting let, character. He starts out. <clears throat> I don't know. The early movies make like twenty, thirty mil, right? And they're pretty silly little ventures until nineteen eighty three, when he comes on with Risky Business, where he shows himself as a kind of grinning, brash gutsy teenage boy mm -hmm. uh, a figure that I guess in, in North America we just love to love the Apollo figure and uh, he gets the attention somewhere between 1983 and 10 years later of a woman named Paula Wagner who in 1996 produces the first Mission Impossible and then he joins her and they become a producing team she's responsible for the kind of breakout Tom Cruise Okay, so I, I, can tell, I can tell you're not you're not a big fan, um, but I am. I, I, I I'm, I'm a fan of. Well, let me put it this way: I'm a fan of certain movies of his, not all of them. Days of Thunder, Days of Thunder, I loved. The Firm, I loved. Mission Impossible, I'm probably the only guy, one of the few. I haven't even watched one of them all the way through, and I'm going to. 
Um, so they're actually pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch them. And he does his own yeah, stunts, yeah. right? I mean, that's well known. He does his own stunts. You know, the movie he made with Jack Nicholson is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Are you He's kidding really me? Good. Rain Man? I was just saying to our technical yeah. producer, yeah. you have all, to see Rain Man. And we always forget Rain Man, don't we, when we're talking about, you know, Brash Tom Cruise. He's very good in Rain Man. Yes, he is. Few and Good Men I, wasn't too bad either. Yeah. True. <laughs> Come on, Murray. Can you imagine that he's working with Dustin Hoffman with that kind of chemistry in Rain Man, and it's really clicking? It was really beautiful. Yeah, it was well done. It was really, really well done. What did you think of Jerry Maguire? Eh, but that's just... <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's, you know, that's the subject matter for me wasn't a big turn on um, okay. as much as the performances. So, you know, they're all competent. Hey, Roy, these guys are all competent. Believe me, they know what they're doing in yeah. front of the camera, so you're not going to get much of a bad performance. When you and I talked on the phone the other day, you, you hit the nail on the head. Tom Cruise's career was built on that smile. Yeah, I think Nobody so. has a smile like that. No, I don't think they do. Many have tried. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like you could say Arnold's career was built on his biceps. Mm-hmm. Because whatever else, that's finally what shows in every movie. Uh, there's a snarky little line, but it's the biceps. How would you compare Tom Cruise to Clint Eastwood? Huh. Oh, God, that is so difficult because, you see, Clint Eastwood has aged and matured like a good scotch. Yeah, he has. You know, and his most recent films are very provocative and profound. Mm-hmm. So I think you mean the younger Clint Eastwood. And I mean this, Murray, and my friend Cynthia is going to cringe. I know what you're thinking. Has he fired six shots or only five? Well, i got to tell you, in all the excitement, I plumb forgot. But seeing this, this is a Magnum 44, the most powerful handgun in the world, and it'll blow your head clean off, you got to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? That yeah. I don't know why I remember that. Except Dirty Harry to me, Dirty Harry to me was a transition time in my life. Oh, oh, oh. bingo! What do you Absolutely. mean, don't go? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I was I was yeah. at that time in my life where I was transitioning from a teenager into an adult. Well. You want to know about Eastwood. You have two things going there, and he, he flashes the two of them together. One of them is stature. It's the way he stands, yep. or if he's on a horse, the way he rides. Yep. Fantastic to watch him ride. Yep. Um, and it's the voice. It's the, the voice. That's what I remember. More than the scene, I remember the voice. Absolutely. The very quiet voice saying very loud things. He never yells. No, he never does. Just before that scene, there's a bank robbery that's taking place, and he's standing in a diner. He's eating a hot dog, and the hot dog isn't finished being chewed yet, and he hears the gunfire, and he just looks outside, and he says very quietly one word, the S word. <laughs> because he'd really rather finish the hot dog. He'd really rather finish the hot dog. Yeah, and yeah, he, he, walks, of- he walks out of the diner, pulls this monster Magnum 44 out of his 
holster. He's great. He's great. Uh, he's oh, yeah, he's great. It's absolutely wonderful. And, and let me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to dominate this conversation, then. It's no, not no. mine to dominate. But I will tell you, Clint Eastwood is, has always been my number one favorite actor. And my favorite movie of all time, Clint Eastwood's, was The Outlaw Josie Wales. And it was his relationship with Chief Dan George that oh, made yeah. that movie so special. Right. And he looked at Dan George with a deep look, and he drank that look in because he became that, you see. That's the Clint Eastwood of the old, of the more recent films. Yeah. The turning point is the film called Blood Work. If you haven't seen it, you I have to see it. I haven't seen it. Okay. So he's an old cop who's had a heart transplant, which means he better not run too fast. And we see all kinds of stuff having to do with his physicality. Like he's in a he's in a in a surgery room having a medical exam with Angeli, Angelica Houston playing the doctor. It's incredibly tender. You just don't get this from Clint Eastwood. Hey, you asked me, I think, to think about who I think are the younger actors to watch. What I really want to ask you where you believe. Let's take the talent, the appeal. And the money into consideration. Yeah. Where I'll ask you where Tom Cruise fits on the scale. Clint Eastwood fits. And I haven't got to my third favorite actor of all time, Denzel Washington. I haven't said anything about Denzel you Washington know, yet. Denzel plays the color card. He's a talented actor. He's got good delivery. He can move. But... If he were not black, I don't think we'd be watching those characters. Really? Whereas I wouldn't say that wow. about other people. See, for me, the guy to watch is Idris Elba. Who's that? So Idris Elba, I believe, was born in London. He's bigger than Denzel. I'd say he's probably two or three inches taller and a little heftier. He's very, he's very athletic looking, like a fullback. He's got enormous range. I mean, this guy can do Shakespeare. He can do a mafia movie. He can do anything. So Idris Elba, E-L-B-A. A lot of your audience know about this guy already. He's worth keeping an eye on. Um, for women, there's a woman named Viola Davis, who I have to tell you, uh, she just really blows me away. She's got it. She's got style. She's got class. She's got a voice, and she's got attitude. She's got an amazing way of modulating attitude. So I would, you know, I would, I would look to her. You're going to see that develop even more, I think. She's already won a lot of awards, but I think we're going to see that grow. Andrew Garfield is an interesting young actor, uh, another British fellow. But I gotta, it's hilarious. The first films I saw of Andrew Garfield, I could have sworn he was born in Los Angeles. And it was only much, much later that I learned that he's actually English. No, no kidding, He's well, I, I don't look. You don't care about my actors. I don't much care about yours. <laughs> <laughs> no. So here's the thing with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is 61 years old, right? Is he really? Yes, he is 61. Oh my! 61. And he's God. he's running around, jogging through his movies, hanging off airplanes, doing his own stuff, bragging him. about it. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. But don't you wonder. When he gets closer to our age, will he still be doing this? I sure hope so. 
Yeah, well, well, I do. I do. I really hope so. I mean, I, I think it would be lovely. I, I just, I just, I just like the guy. I just, I just like. Well, let's move it this way. I like certain movies of his, yeah, and yeah. I like them a lot. Clint Eastwood, sure. though, always be number one for me. Another movie that I really liked from Clint Eastwood was Pale Rider. Okay, what about well, the strike? What's well, going on? I was going to say to you. I was going to say to you. We're looking for Tom Cruise to keep growing and developing. And we would say the same thing about all these other actors. But, you know, what this strike is really all about is whether that's going to be possible for them. Because the main issue for the actors is studios and producers having legal right over their image as digitally manipulable. Not just a photograph that can be put into a newspaper, but a digital file that can be modulated and changed. Example, In short, please. do we need Tom Cruise once we have this information? Example. Well, can you make a movie, instead of using actors, using digital oh, forms that have you. been worked up into characterization? Oh, and if, if it's an action movie that's already supposed to look like a cartoon, and this mm -hmm. even looks more like a cartoon, will mm -hmm. any of the younger people in the audience complain, or will they still pay their money? So the actors have a lot to lose here. And it's mm -hmm. the same kind of thing that everybody in the whole world is worried about losing in terms of the computer economy taking over the world. Because once right. you have computers, uh, actual workers can be dispensed with. In, artificial in, intelligence. In, in, artificial intelligence, artificial labor, you know, robotics, yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, who's doing what? So I've seen stuff recently showing how some of the shots were made in some of these action movies. And they're made with an extraordinarily elaborate camera mount, dolly, uh, crane, and um, how can I describe it? A choreographed movement system. So that actually the camera can flip upside down and go absolutely all over the place on a computer program with nobody there operating it. <laughs> So in short, whatever happened to the cinematographer and to his assistant? The so, so, so you and I could star in an action movie. Yes, I think we we may be starring in one any day now. <laughs> You're laughing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm laughing. I yeah, they always to... laugh first. Yeah, I know. I know. You know. I know, I know. Um, Murray, yeah. Murray, I, I, yeah. tell me about tell me a little bit about your book, Color It True Impressions of Cinema. Oh, you know, um, <laughs> I was I was asked to write a book that I wanted to write, so I'm crazy about color. So this book has 14 chapters, and each chapter is a different color. And in each chapter, there's somewhere around 10 or 12 little um, meditations on film usages of that color. Wonderful. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.